It's time to dive into the latest news and updates from the Vegas Golden Knights. This is Nighttime at Noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Well, it's a rainy, dreary afternoon in the Vegas Valley. Well, that sounds like a cozy afternoon to me. So curl up on the couch or duck down in your cubicle and talk hockey with us. It's nighttime at noon. Brian McCormick, Darren Elliott here with you. Ruben Guerrero's on the other side of the glass. And here in the streaming studio, we have Bryn, Justin, and Ron making hand gestures and telling us what to say. Uh, for the VGK, coming off of a very strong homestand, winning four of five. They've won three in a row, now heading out east. Uh, to the New York metro area. They'll play four games on the road before coming uh, going to the break. So for the Golden Knights, it's been a very strong stretch. We'll talk about that. We'll hear from head coach Bruce Cassidy, who has already made remarks uh, in New Jersey today. They're far ahead of us uh, on the clock. And a uh, special guest in our second segment, Maverick, <laughs> the VGK pup is going to be with us, as is Kim Frank, the president of the VGK Foundation, uh, to talk about the new initiative in the VGK9 Club. So a lot to cover on a Wednesday, Darren, and around it all, a VGK team that's winning hockey games right now. They are rededicated to uh, what they're all about in terms of team defense, uh, getting outstanding goaltending uh, from Logan Thompson, and some vets uh, leading the way. And, you know, that, that now you have young guys as well doing some things that they probably weren't expected to do yet. But because of the injuries, getting their chance. Dorfiev in particular, Brisson with the uh, storybook game-winning goal the other night. So lots of good things going into it, but it really starts with the uh, rededication to, to base defense. Yeah, and of course Mark Stone and Chandler Stevenson right now doing oh, Mark yeah. Stone and Chandler Stevenson <laughs> things. But you know, to your point, we talked about this before, and we we're going to go to Bruce Cassidy in just a moment, but there's so much focus on the players that are missing up front and the players that have been brought up in their stead who are right. trying to fill that gap. I asked Ryan Craig about this on the Henderson side because they're going through a very similar experience with the fact that, okay, well, there's a lot of change up front and a lot of players with elevated opportunities to prove themselves and to to do something with uh, an expanded role. But defensively, you're kind of intact, and when things are more intact and or continuous, you, you expect those guys to be the base and the stability. Now, of course, for the VGK, they're still missing some bodies and Shea Theodore on the back end. Right. But as you mentioned, you look at... Alex Petrangelo and Alec Martinez, those are two guys, if there's going to be a lot of change up front, well, we need the back end to be our rock, and those two guys have been. And leading the way, um, if you lose all those players up front, you know, Carlson uh, and Eichel in yeah. particular, Kerry uh, not to be forgotten, and you're going to struggle to score goals, well, the goals can come from other places. Goals can come from the back end, your blue line, and uh, I think uh, my – Martinez and Petrangelo, your, your veteran leading pair, have done an excellent job of, of keying the offense from the back end over the last four or five games. Going to have to continue. Um, you have White Cloud and Haig uh, intact in as well. So it, it, when we talk about base defense, it's not just the defenseman. Just like when we talk about needing to score goals, it's not just about the forwards. The base defense is what's our coverage like? Are we playing connected? How are we in the neutral zone? And are we amoeba-like in the in the high danger area in terms of taking sticks away? And when all else fails, getting great goaltending as well, Logan <laughs> yeah. Thompson, which the NHL recognized yeah. earlier today. He was named the NHL's third star of the week. Fantastic. We'll dig into that in more detail throughout the show as well. But let's take a moment now and go to Bruce Cassidy earlier today, his audio from uh, after morning skate in New Jersey. Three goalies on the trip, some back-to-backs. Curious what your hope at least is for the goaltending plan. Uh, Logan's starting tonight. With, we're hoping Aiden will be ready to go tomorrow. Um, Stage man, we'll see. Tell me on that, but that's uh, how we got a line for the Nor first I. two games. What's the significance of getting the road game in order? Yeah, 
Well, you got to play half your games in the road. So you got to play in the playoffs in the road. You got to win in the road. So which we typically have done well. Lately, obviously, haven't brought our best, especially that trip down Florida swing. Well, even the Winter Classic, we weren't ourselves either. So, um, and I can't pinpoint one thing. Obviously, scoring is a, it was an issue um, in Colorado and, the, and in, in uh, Seattle. Keeping it out of our net was a problem before that. So, we've done a better job. We can carry that home mentality of checking better. Then um, you don't have to score as much. So, uh, I'd like to think we're, we should be able to do that as a team, no matter who's in the lineup. And we have lately. So that, that'll be the first thing we'll try to address. Will Aiden back up tonight? Or no? I don't think he'll back up. Um, I don't think he's going to go in until he's 100. I wouldn't, I'll tell you why, Dan, I wouldn't want to put him in cold like right. this without having, um, you know, he's going to go back and he's going to start. start. So, yeah. so that's Fresh. what we're looking at. Yes, yeah. that's, that is the plan, and our plans haven't always worked out, but that's what we'd <laughs> like to do. So. Mark Stone was telling me that he thinks that with all the guys that you have out, that your D especially have simplified things for the forwards. Like quick, quick up, breaking out, it's like two making guys. things two like a little easier. Do you, have you seen that in the last two or three games? Too? Yes, we, we went, we had some time there around the Winter Classic where we were, I was actually thinking of running the practices from training camp and starting over almost, but we had some guys sick, so we missed some time, so... But we have tried to go back to the start a little bit and refresh on a lot of things. Just D-zone face-offs have been so much better, cleaner, having one or two plan, you know, and so it's, we're not all over the, you know, using every option. I don't think so we're the last, there as the a last team two now road games were where our game's at. Spread out. out. The winter classic so we have simplified a lot yeah, you're right. of but that's yeah. one of them for sure in the when breakouts. References the Florida um, trip. That was crisp. You know, we've taken yeah. some stuff out of the so playbook, I guess. It's been a lot of home hockey. It's been a lot of... Big teams pre scout, you say. Right. No, it's, it's yep. you know, we've rimmed out a lot. A it's lot of events. So they're also so something. Well, we've got the All Star game, but we're not really involved um, now. Mm-hmm. So, our whole game, we're trying to do that in general. I, I thought it started with people leaving our lineup, but it was also the, our game was slipping, right? So, it's just it was time to revisit it. It's funny. It's like mentality. Well, <laughs> it is a little Rosen. bit, and it does. Whatever works right now, we got to get wins. Of course um, and we just yeah. figure, and I've always been this way as a coach, well, let's start at the end where Dorothy our goal is never going back towards the other end. It's funny how that works. You play better defense, all of a sudden you start scoring more, right? So you try to t- you know get the players to buy into that, and they have for the most part. But it's, it's an old adage, and it, I think it's still true to this day. Mm-hmm. You've gone through going through a lot of injuries. Lindy Ruff's doing the same thing on the side. Yeah, I think we're Jersey or the West, aren't we? It seems like looking at their uh, – I feel for him. And, well, and he is trying to convince the fan base, but also his team, that we are not what – thought we were we have to change who we are because of our personnel how difficult is that when you have a dna a mindset but that, that's not reality well for us we do have most of our d so our core identity last year we felt we, if we could out defend everyone in our division that was kind of the message early on when i got hired and then you know all of a sudden now it leaks through the conference and the league as it turned out so we felt that that would be our, our, our calling card, and then we could build on that. It, you know, we have enough skill in the room. I think we'll always score. Um, so for us, you know, we can still hang on to that. We just might not be as flashy as maybe we were at times offensively. When you're missing the Eichels and Carlsons, and then you take out the one defense we are is, is Theodore. So that's a power play guy at the top too. So some of our numbers have taken a hit, but at the end of the day, we should still be able to, be able to defend well, no matter what. 
and um, that's our expectation. And we got back to it a little bit recently, and some of that is obviously goaltending time and saves, right? Like Logan's really seemed to have found his groove the last ten days or so. So that's all. Your team's always better when that happens. What, what is the latest with Jack and, and William? Jack's week to week. So is Carly. Um, they will be back. They're not traveling. Will not play on this trip. Nobody that's hurt other than Aiden. We're expecting on this trip. Um, now that could change for the tail end of it. But certainly no one today or tomorrow. Um, maybe Amadio mm-hmm. could be a guy, but not, the other guys we're not expecting. No, not back till minimum after the break. Some of the younger guys, Pavel and Jonas, have stepped up since they've been called upon to. Just how much. Have, have their play helped you guys go forward with, with this last little Well, Pav, uh, that, you know, that's a great opportunity for him to go in with Stevie and Stoney. He's done a really good job. He had a good camp for us last year. I like Pav, uh, the, you know, from day one. We end up keeping Paul Cotter for that open spot. Just thought he was closer to being ready, and he was. Um, but Pav's done a good job. He's, a good, he's, he's, he's sneaky quick, got good hands. He can play with skilled guys. He has the good IQ. So, you know, we're fortunate to have him go in there because now that, especially now with our centers, it allows us to move Howden into the middle. And uh, he's a really good two-way center, uh, Howie. So that was good. Ronnie's done a good job uh, down where he is. Uh, he played the other night against Crosby's line. We have no, no issues with having him out there against top people. He's an excellent checking forward. Build his offensive game, and maybe that'll come with more reps at this level. But... Right now, we want him to check well and, and kill. I think he killed three and a half minutes against the Rangers, too. So if you can do that against an elite kill, it saves some wear and tear on the other guys. For a young guy, for a coach to have that much confidence in, how much does that help his game? Well, I would think any player is going to play better when people around him have confidence, especially the coach, the guy putting him on the ice. So we try to do that with all our players and still hold them accountable. And sometimes you get wires crossed there. That's just the way it works. So, um, But at the end of the day, I like what Ronnie brings. If he stays within himself, he's a real good player for us, and he typically does. In fact, sometimes we like to see Ronnie attack a little more with the puck because he's got really good speed. He can shoot the puck, be a little more offensive-minded when he has it. So that will try to coax out of him. But that's not how he's going to stay here, to be honest with you. It's the other part of his game. Problems of the Devils. What do, you, what do you make of Jersey so far? What do you expect? Well, I think their their record is off, like ours is a little bit because of when you lose key personnel. Um, I mean, let's face it, Jack Hughes is a driver. Is you know, it's, 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 I thought he was on his way to an MVP season. Um, Dougie Hamilton is a big time offensive guy. Um, Palat probably in the room when things aren't going well. That's what they brought him in for. So you lose that voice. So. Uh, it's been uneven, I guess would be the best word. Um, I don't know enough about their goaltending, whether they felt where they thought that was going into the year, but I've read stories about that where they're, you know, sort of trying different people. So, uh, you know, that, that would be it for me is they're probably got to figure out how to keep it out of their net a little better and um, get healthy. And that was head coach Bruce Cassidy earlier today. A lot, uh, lot covered there, uh, and part of it was what we kind of discussed beforehand, which is that, okay, if you're going to miss a little bit of the flash up front, you're not going to replace Eichels and Carlson's and Theodore's oh my. You're going to have to find other ways to win. Part of that is going to be structured defensively, and when you're playing good D, the offense will follow. And that's been the case. The other part of it is Logan Thompson. Third star, as you mentioned, in the NHL uh, this week. Um on the other side, New Jersey, they, they've lost 
big-name players as well. But that's not the reason. They're still scoring. Their power play has dropped to fifth. So so it's not that. It's their, their save percentage is 31st at, at 882. So they haven't had the Logan Thompson influence in New Jersey yet, and that's why they're still on the outside of the playoff picture looking in. As mentioned, Vitek Vanacek has had the, the lion's share of the workload for New Jersey this year, but an 885 save percentage, that's not what they thought they were going to be getting right. from that position. A lot more to go into with what Bruce Cassidy discussed, but we have a special guest in the studio, and I do not want to keep him waiting. I've not met Maverick yet, but he seems as though he does not uh, – he seems impatient. So we're going to get Maverick – the VGK Pup and Kim Frank on set when we come back from a quick break. But first, if you want to learn how to skate like the pros and curious to see where the Golden Knights practice, or if you want to grab some gear, stop by and visit City National Arena located in downtown Summerlin, the official practice facility of the Vegas Golden Knights. For hours and programming, visit citynationalarena.com and learn more, citynationalarena.com. I said it was a Wednesday before. I'm thinking, I'm thinking I'm hosting a different show. I was corrected by Bryn in the studio, who's so kind to do so. It's Monday. You haven't missed any uh, work time. Don't panic, but stay with us. We'll be back on the other side of the break. Brian McCormick, Darren Elliott here with you on Nighttime at Noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to Nighttime at Noon on your home for the Vegas Golden Knights, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Watch your Vegas Golden Knights this season with Nighttime Plus. Download Nighttime Plus today on your smartphone, tablet, computer, or television to watch the 2023 Stanley Cup champions live. Nighttime Plus delivers all locally televised games on Scripps Sports, as well as bonus content created throughout the season. Download now to tune in on all VGK games all season long. Uh, welcome back to Nighttime at Noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Brian McCormick, Darren Elliott here with you. We're also on all VGK streaming platforms. If you're not on those platforms right now, get to them now because uh, our radio audience are not getting the full experience of what may threaten to be the least productive radio segment ever done. We're joined by Kim Frank, the VGK Foundation president, uh, and she has brought a special guest, Maverick the VGK pup. Uh, Kim, for anyone who's not met Maverick yet through our digital channels, uh, tell us who you brought here today. Yeah, we brought his... 10-week-old uh, yellow lab. He's the team dog. Uh, Maverick, he is a part. Uh, we, we got him from America Vet Organization. Um, he's the cutest thing ever. <laughs> Darren has, has taken the, the... He's been brave enough to take the task of... of <laughs> Maverick Wrangler, and he's doing a phenomenal job of it here in Studio 31. So he's joined the team, and, and he's going to be with us in a, a training program of sorts uh, to be uh, able to one day assist uh, disabled veterans, correct? Absolutely. So what we do is we're called the Puppy Raisers, and we keep him for 18 months. We raise him like you see any little cute puppy. Um, you know, there are a few little rules that we all have to get used to, um, but he'll be around the team. He'll be with the organization. He does not sleep at City National at night. We do have someone that takes care of him um, and he will be around the team for the next 18 months so it's been a little over a week since uh, he's joined the vgk family but i'm sure that the process of getting him you didn't just have a, a great idea the day before there's probably a oh. process to make this happen <laughs> oh yeah it's almost it's probably 18 months 20 months um, okay. we started um you know talking to different people making sure we got the approvals make sure that we had everything in place so we don't just bring this dog and there's nobody there to watch him like you know we all work long hours in sports you know we want to make sure the team our team loves dogs so we had that our owner loves him. Um, Carrie signed off on a content plan. We, you know, and one of the unique things is he is in the office most days. We're with VGK Foundation President Kim Frank and Maverick the pub. Darren is sitting with Maverick. He has no questions for Maverick. He's just making sure he stays in place. He's extraordinarily well behaved, so the training's going very well so far. Yeah, credit myself. No, what, <laughs> well, well, to that point, though, I mean, it's been a week now, so what has the first week on the job for Maverick been like? So, you know, he's so cute. He, you know, 
and he, he's 19 pounds. We weighed him yesterday. We now have a little bio in the um, with the team. Um, <laughs> so he's growing. He's We've already had to move his crate um, divider back because he's grown so much in t- 10 days that we've had him. Everyone's met him. We've actually had him almost two weeks. Tomorrow it'll be – or Wednesday it'll be two weeks that he came to Vegas. Um, and uh, part of it is making sure he's – we're housebreaking him. Mm-hmm. We're teaching him the right food, you know, no people food. Um, you know, those baby teeth, they love to just chomp on anything. Um, but he's just, you know, and it's really cute because when I take him out to um, – when we take him out, um, he knows exactly how to go back up the steps. Like, he's learned. He, he's very smart. And very patient as well as he's doing his uh, – He's it's been a big media week for, for Maverick. It has. <laughs> you know, to, to that point, though, Kim, you're talking about the, the training. It's not just – any other puppy that you would have in your home. Again, he's being trained for a very important and noble purpose, so his training is, I would imagine, over time different than the puppy in your home. It is. You know, like a lot of people, um, my sister makes fun of me and stuff because she has a dog, and like the first thing they do is they let him sleep in their bed. Yes. Um, this dog has to sleep in a crate. He doesn't jump up on furniture. But, and, and those are and the reasons for that, and you don't, never feed him people food, and the reasons for that is, as so after he leaves us in 18 months, he'll go into the actual training to become a service dog. Okay. And with that... You know, those are the hardest. Um, those are the hardest things to break, habits to break, Just like patting your um, couch to have him jump up, or you know, you really want him to sleep. Like last night, you really want him in the bed, but then you're like, no, because you can't break those habits. And this is why I'm not the one taking care of Maverick at night because I can't be trusted. But to that point, you know, we're talking about training Maverick. You probably got to train the staff, too, because there's a lot of people here interacting with Maverick, and everyone's got to be on board with this program. So true. You know, we, the big thing they always taught us was uh, four on the floor, all four paws on the floor, and that's one of the pieces that we try. I mean, obviously, like this, it's fine, but jumping, we don't want him jumping on people. Um, when you take him out, you want to use a keyword that they've given us so that he hears that, because two years from now, if he hears the word bathroom, what if he just goes? So, like, we, there are a few mm-hmm. little things that we teach. Other stuff will come with time. Um, but, you know, it's he's so cute, and he's such a good learner. So what does he like? Uh, what have we learned over the last week that he enjoys besides uh, hanging out with Darren Elliott? He loves to eat any, or bite anything, eat anything. He loves a good leaf. Um, he loves our, our players love him. Uh, you know, he we're still figuring out all the likes and dislikes, but he hasn't. He loves peanut butter. We did introduce him to peanut butter. Um, you know, just slowly but surely trying to find ways. He loves long walks and naps. <laughs> so he does sleep. He gets crazy, and then he'll sleep for a solid two hours. We're with Kim Frank meeting Maverick, the VGK team puppy. We uh, be, are raising him in partnership with America's Vet Dogs as uh, he will one day be a service dog to help a, a veteran in need. He is uh, on social media already. Even at a young age, he is socially adept and can be found uh, on Instagram and TikTok at VGK Pup. Uh, you mentioned a content plan, Kim. That's of course, f- factors into the social. So we're talking photo shoots. We're talking video shoots. How much of it is just, uh, okay, uh, Bryn, follow Maverick around all afternoon. If he does something fun, make sure you get it. It's a little bit of both. I'll say that um, that the content team has done a wonderful job, amazing job coming up with new ideas. Um, the Canine Club, there's just so many different things. We're the first team to ever have retail for the dog. Um, so there's a lot of fun pieces that have taken off um, that are unique to us. I've heard the, the retail uh, response has been strong. What, what can fans get uh, to be one with Maverick? Well, they, you know, you have the typical dog supplies like a leash that he has on right here or, um, or the collar, I guess, and the leash. And um, I do believe they have beds down there. But the T-shirts have been really cute for people to wear, which with Maverick on the back. Um, you know, it's fun. Our, you know, we love it. We love that our fans love him so much already. And he's only been here a week. And he will come back to games. We've had him at one game just to introduce him. He just needs a little bit more time.
We're with Maverick, the VGK pup, and Kim Frank, his momentary handler and the president of the VGK Foundation. You know, Kim, you mentioned, uh, well, we talked about his uh, his social aptitude on social media, but also uh, the VGK9 Club, which is now fans can go on to the Vegas Golden Knights website and sign up to be part of the VGK9 Club, and that's just going to be a fun Maverick-inspired community for dog lovers. Yeah, you know, there's so many people that love dogs, and it's a place to know when we get new retail items for um, dogs and just little blurbs that we might have on Maverick and um, our little journey with him. Now, you said you very had to adjust the crate. He's grown already in a short window of time. How big do we see him getting? So he's supposed to get 75 to 80 pounds. So he's going to be a big boy. He's 19 pounds right now. Um, and he came in at probably 11 or 12 pounds. So in just a week, 10 days, he's, he's grown. And, and he's, he's, he knows when he's on camera. Good <laughs> he does, boy, he does Maverick. Like cameras. He does love a good camera. Well, it's it's so great getting to see him, and uh, I tell you, I have two little Chihuahua mixes who would not be good for this program, but th- it seems that I should get them in to play with Maverick now because he's going to tower over them soon enough. A hundred percent. We're gonna we want to we want to introduce him to dogs too. He's getting his vaccinations over the next six weeks, and then he'll be out there playing. Good. When the team's on the road for a little bit, there's probably a good time for him to uh, get get a lot of training in because the players are probably the worst influence. He does, but you know what? We have he brings lots of love to some of our injured players as well. Well, he's great company. He's a great uh, addition to the family, and we can't wait to follow all of his exploits. Again, you can follow Maverick, the Vegas Golden Knights' newest team puppy, at VGK Pup, at VGK Pup on Instagram and TikTok. Kim, thanks so much for bringing him in. Thank you. Can we keep him? Not full time, but he can come back anytime you want. Training. All of us. We're all being trained. Kim Frank, president of the VGK Foundation. Look forward to ca- uh, catching up with you again soon. Yes, thank you. That is Kim Frank. We are going to step aside. When we come back, we will talk more VGK hockey if we can. I, mm, we're going to try to steal Maverick during the commercial break. But if we fail, we'll be back to hockey talk on the other side of the break. Brian McCormick, Darren Elliott here with you on Fox Sports Las Vegas. This is nighttime at noon. Live from City National Arena, this is Nighttime at Noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Back on Nighttime at Noon, trying to regain our focus after puppy playtime. Hey, Golden Knights fans, can't get enough hockey? Come check out the Henderson Silver Knights of the American Hockey League, playing at the Dollar Loan Center in Henderson, single game group and mini suite tickets for home games during the 2023-24 season are on sale now. Contact the Henderson Silver Knights ticketing team at 702 745-4259, 702-645-4259, or visit hendersonsilvernights.com for more information today. Brian McCormick, Darren Elliott here with you on a busy Monday. Uh, The Golden Knights starting their four-game trip out east tonight in New Jersey. We just met Maverick, the VGK pup. Uh, That was the best part of the day. Uh, You (laughs) had the best part of the day. Headset off, but I mean, what what Kim's doing, I mean, it's, it's a cool idea. Right, mm-hmm, for sure. But, but the fact that it's you know through uh, Bill Foley's Folder Flag Foundation, and it's going to be a service animal going to a, a service uh, member, yeah. You know, so all of those things when you put it together like that, um, and see Kim learning about the wonders of owning a dog, <laughs> as she said, <laughs> she had a long a, night last night. She a, said yeah. a lot of work. She hasn't been in that position before, but I guess we whether it's. Personal or business, I bet you Kim won't be without a, a pup again. Yeah. And as mentioned again, dog being trained for America's Vet Dogs, uh, inspired to uh, make an impact right. for veterans down the road. A great program, not a puppy for puppy's sake. 
although we would take him in any form. uh, Lots of fun there. Uh, You can follow us on the uh, VGK social media platforms uh, throughout the afternoon. Bryn and Justin will let us know if you have anything to say. Probably all dog-related, but we're prepared for that. Uh, Getting back to the the hockey task at hand, the the road trip starts tonight in New Jersey, and we heard uh, Bruce Cassidy's remarks from earlier today, and, and, you know, talking about the importance of having a strong foundation defensively. Uh, It doesn't sound, it sounds like maybe Michael Amadio among the injured players might be an option to come back during this uh, four-game trip and not expecting anybody else to be making their way back. So continue to try to win with the formula that they've been using. And part of that is having not just the players that are called up, but the players who made the team out of camp but were still trying to find a full-time niche or find their groove. I think Pavel Dorofiev would be amongst that group really hitting his stride over the last couple of weeks. I would say Dorofiev up front for sure. Uh, Caden Korzak's impressed me on the blue line. He was playing really well then got injured Yeah, and has come back and just fit in beautifully with Braden McNabb who makes it quite easy for any of his partners. But what's impressive for that with Korzak too is that he was sent to Henderson Mm -hmm. to get a little bit of conditioning if you will and he didn't get that chance he got called right back away thrown right back into the into the fire and he's picked up right where he left off yeah those two in particular um you know they they talked about ron bjerg and 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 guys like that but to me Caden korzak because of his size and his ability to skate you know i know he has you know waiver eligible and all those kinds of things he can send him down without having a clear waiver still but man he's made a good case not to go very far now granted you're coming into the lineup. Shea Theodore is the one that would come back in. Uh, probably means you're, you will go back to Henderson, but he has made the case that he's an NHLer. He's 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 proving it to be an everydayer, and that's really the difference, mm-hmm. right? You can come up and have a moment. Um, Brisson had a moment. Yeah, is that going to be more, or or is that just a moment for for right now? And, and then later on, when you get your next chance, it's, it, it, you're more consistent. But the guys that come in right now, Darvafiev. And Korzak, every day or so right now. And Lucas Cormier had an assist in his yep, call-up, too, right. having moments, and what what more well, is there? Right, so the yeah. next time it, call, it gets called up, it's not as big. There's more expected because it's not as big of a rush. Right. You know what I think is, is interesting, too, is we have these conversations with, again, the, the elevated roles, yep. but sometimes we have these conversations just based on who's missing, and we don't have the context or the perspective of, okay, how about this? All right, we're without Eichel. We're without Carlson. What are we without those pieces? And you look back to last year, what would they have been without those pieces? You forget who's there, who wasn't there before. What am I convolutedly trying to say? (laughs) Think of the presence of Mark Stone, Mm -hmm. who was missing so much last year. Now you don't have an Eichel, you don't have a Carlson, you do have a Mark Stone, and he has been not only phenomenal, he hasn't gone consecutive games without a point, if I'm not mistaken, since November 27th. It's been... When the team is playing well, they win. When they're struggling a little bit, he's the one who's still dragging them forward. Right, and right now he's got a five-game point streak. Yeah. I mean, eight points in that span. And he doesn't have to talk and give you know flowery speeches. He might, but he doesn't. What he does is celebrate goals like nobody else on the planet. And, and that, to me... Um, you know, the, the old saying is a picture is worth a thousand words. Well, a celebration is worth a thousand words in the locker room. Let's just uh, make it hockey for sure. And, and that's what Mark Stone is all about. And, uh, okay, he's not doing it alone, but his, his numbers no. have been outstanding. And Chandler Stevenson's numbers have been very solid over the last couple of weeks. And uh, it's translating to three straight wins, four in the last five, and ready to go into a road trip against a New Jersey team that has struggled and has not lived up to what they anticipate coming into the season. An Islanders team that is getting a shot in the arm of, of uh, 
what, what do you want to call it? it, it you know, the, what am I talking about? The addition of Patrick, Patrick Waugh, who's now the head coach. Right. Won his first game, an overtime win for the Islanders. So there's a shot of, of charisma. There's something exciting about a team that was really, through this point of the season, not really sure what they were. And they've been like that for a while. Yeah. Right? They were a team that, oh, we check well, we check, okay, we, are, we have the best fourth line in the league, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, they, they didn't have, again, an identity beyond being workmanlike. With a good goalie. And no disrespect, no, no disrespect no. to Lane Lambert at all, but when they had that we work hard, we're blue collar, we grind it out uh, brand under Barry Trotz, well, that's his brand too, and it right. worked really, really well. Right. When it moved on to the next, they, they kind of got caught in an in-between lull. Well, well, and, and Lane was, was always with Barry in terms of coaching. So, yes. so Lane Lambert, he, he's Barry Trotz without secret sauce. So when you bring Patrick Waugh back in, it's like we need to, we know we need to add some flavor somehow, somewhere to, to this mix, and he will do that. That's the word to use, yeah. That's some <laughs> spice, no question. So they'll, they'll see a, a new-look Islanders team with Patrick Waugh. They'll face a Rangers team that has won three of five and is in San Jose tonight. So they'll be coming back from a West Coast trip. and, and they're Just beat them. They're hitting – just just lost to Vegas, of course, and also they're hitting their uh, – they're yeah. returned to earth yeah, a little they, bit right now. Yeah, they had lost four. They won two prior to, to losing to to Vegas. <clears throat> then they won uh, uh, they won last night, I believe, in in Anaheim. Correct. Um, so you know they're scuffling on the West Coast a little bit, just trying to get home. And like you said, that that game will be good because it's MSG, and there'll be a little bit of. Uh, I would think they want a little bit of payback, but that's a tough trip. Yeah, and you have it when you heard Bruce Cassie's remark. One of the first questions he got was, you know, how do you find a little more consistency on the road? It's a, a Golden Knights team that has a great home record. They're five hundred at home, uh, on the road. Pardon me, and they right. haven't played a lot of road hockey. They played on the tenth in Colorado, and then the Winter Classic before that. Right, they, I think they're nine nine and two, so they're about twenty yeah. games. So they, this will be the halfway point of uh, of that part of their schedule. Um, you know, last year was exactly the opposite struggled at the Fortress for better part of the year until the end of the season um, and were tr- just tremendous on the road. They have four four-game road trips, including this one, the rest of the way. So th- th- they've got some work to do on the road right now. Uh, as you mentioned, Brian, they, they, kind of some of the things that Henderson went through, can't score right now on the road. They've lost six straight on the road, uh, been shut out twice, but there's lots of ground on the calendar between those things, right? One was the uh, the event-driven uh, Winter Classic, uh, and then it was a one-off to Colorado when you had a back-to-back, had to come home and play the Boston Bruins, which you won. So yeah. it's been that strange schedule. I don't know that you can read much into it other than the fact that you're going to have to play better. You and, know, and to the, certainly. that point, unlike the last two road games they've had that were one-off one uh, standalone games, right. now you've got a road trip you can commit to. Uh, and as we mentioned, it'll be New Jersey, the island, uh, Manhattan, and then Detroit, Detroit yeah. uh, to finish it off. Four games in six days on this East Coast swing. Let's let's turn back to what we talked about just a, a moment ago, which is moments. And Brendan Brisson had one, <laughs> scoring his first NHL goal against the Pittsburgh Penguins. There's a lot of fun about that game and his uh, past with uh, his father, Pat Brisson, representing Sidney Crosby. He knew Sidney Crosby for a long time, so to score his first NHL goal in that game was was fun narrative building. But it's also a player who who has a, a real exciting moment and gets it early in his NHL career. He makes a, a contribution early in his VGK tenure. He, he does a, a game-winning goal, um, and and doing what he, his calling card and being a first-round pick, scoring, shooting, quick release. Um, 
he hadn't scored in, in Henderson, as you guys know. He, he he gets called up when he hadn't scored in thirteen or one goal in thirteen games, I believe, and you know he, he was aware of that. Um, but he came through when it mattered, and, and there's something to that kind of pedigree. Uh, you know, the, the VGK Social, as Kim was talking about, tremendous team. Um, they had the pictures of Sidney Crosby as the babysitter w- with Brisson. So, so to have this happen, um, not just have your parents in the crowd uh, and, and your, you know, your dad's a high-powered agent um, wearing a jersey, so he was not on duty. <laughs> he, was not, he was there as a hockey dad. Um, and do it in front of Sidney Crosby. Very cool. I, I, I'm sure that Sidney Crosby thought didn't like the outcome, didn't like the, the circumstances, but in the big picture of life, pretty cool moment for him too. And for the Golden Knights in that game against Pittsburgh, again to get their third straight win, it's three goals in about four and a half minutes, right. I think. It was a third goal uh, comeback in which they really did just flick a switch. In the third, two goal deficit, I think I read today in the notes preparing for the Jersey game, it's only the fourth time they've ever had a two goal deficit and one in regulation in, mm-hmm. in the six or seven years. It doesn't happen very often is, is the point. And to be able to do it kind of, seemingly kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, but again, it's that commitment to if we're playing the right way, if we're doing the right things, um, and you, know, you got Martinez and, uh, you know, getting pucks to the net. Yeah. How about Jonathan Marshall? So we never even talked. No. We, we just take his 20 goal seasons for granted. He's done it six <laughs> times here, seven in his career. Um, so there's another guy. You know, chipping in when it matters, and when it happened at the time when he scored an empty net goal a couple games ago, he was, he's streaky. We always say that. I say it all the time, and yet four goals, four games in a row is the most in his career for for you know consecutive goal streak. He he now has three. Yeah. <laughs> he's home for four again uh, here today in New Jersey, but again the willingness to get inside that you know it's not going to be the extra pass back door necessarily because of the personnel changes, but you can still win. And you, the expectation is still to win. And, and, you know, you mentioned Mark Stone. I mean, he was, he is a wizard um, in, in terms of making plays, finding open men. Um, looks like he, you know, isn't moving yet. He can slow the game down to his pace, whatever he wants to play. He can't play at a high end. Mm-hmm. Pace wise, so he brings it down and makes really smart decisions all over the ice. And Dora, as we've mentioned, good for him. He's he, he, I didn't see it last year, you know, doing the games with you over the years. Dora, I, I never saw him get inside in the AHL. I, he, he he seemed like he wanted to score from the outside. You know what's interesting is, and you're right, and because he, he's got speed, he's got a release, but getting into the the dirty areas, I, we saw I think a little bit more two years ago, and okay. then and then last year it was a bit of a uh, a step back offensively for him in, in Henderson. But I wonder what you think about this. We mentioned Brosson comes in, scores a goal, has been productive. Lucas Cormier had an assist, came right. in, was productive. Pavel Dorofiev, when he came up last spring, had an offensive surge. Right. You know, sometimes, and last year the Silver Knights had a rough season. This year the Silver Knights are above 500. They're in the playoff mix. They're not scoring a ton. Sometimes you take players who have a skill set, and you mentioned Brendan Brisson hadn't been putting the puck in the net uh, an exorbitant amount over the last month right. in Henderson. But if had a good him, start to the season. For sure, and, and the numbers are, are he's over 20 points. He's, yeah. he's having a good season, but right. he hasn't been scoring at a, a high clip right now in Henderson. But sometimes you bring those players up, players that you don't have talent and have the raw materials, you bring them up and put them with NHL players, and the production happens, the opportunities happen, those chances to finish happen much more. And you have seen, for the most part, when Silver Knights get called up to Vegas, 
They got put in positions to do what they do well. Correct. And we typically see, not that everyone goes in and lights it up immediately, but they, <laughs> they fit in well, and sometimes a special player can be special quickly. It's part of the organization, right? It's so well integrated, as you know, between the AHL, NHL styles of play. Ryan Craig goes from the bench and winning the Stanley Cup to being the head coach. Every, there, there's less uncertainty getting called up in this organization. That's That's kind of what you're striving for. There's not a lot of travel in between, obviously, since you're in the same market. Um, so all those things that the, the organization planned is playing out um, for these call-ups, and it's really paid off the last couple of years. The guys have to do it ultimately, but the organization does an unbelievable job of clearing as many impediments away of success to success as possible to let the player deliver in the situation, as you mentioned, that they're best suited for. Two other Silver Knights who are currently with the Vegas Golden Knights are goaltenders in Yuri Patera, who has been injured, and Isaiah Seville, who's been in a supporting role. Interesting year for Isaiah Seville. Wow. Sometimes, you know, it's it's just the way that the, the dice roll, but injured until December, began playing in December, played strong, and now since he's been up and down with Vegas has been in a supporting role. But part of the reason he's in a supporting role is because right now Logan Thompson's playing so well, and we mentioned he was the NHL's third star of the week. Uh, 3-0 this week with a 134 goals against average and a 956 save percentage. That has been a, a big boost uh, for the VGK who have been able to rely on what they're getting between the pipes. It, it Without that, all the other stuff we talked about probably wouldn't matter. Yeah. You know, you, you wouldn't have – you might score, you know, three goals in five minutes or four and a half minutes, but that would just bring it to a 6-3 loss or something. If you weren't really getting that kind of goaltending and that kind of – Dedication to defense. And for Isaiah Seville, yeah, it's weird. It's almost like being on the taxi squad that they had uh, during the bubble. Yeah, right? yeah. It's like you're, you're there, but they're waiting for Aiden Hill to come back. Right. I mean, that's that's the, the reality of it. And in this situation, you play back-to-back games, so Logan could do that if that need be. Then two days off. So you could, if, if you had to, could play back-to-back games again, and then it's the all-star break and – uh, you know the bye, bye week, week. Yeah. bye week first actually for us. So there's no real plan that Isaiah Seville is going to get in. If he gets an NHL game, it means that something happened to either on the scoreboard or heaven forbid to Logan Thompson's health. I I think I don't think he's going to be ticketed to get a start. Um, and, and you heard we were here with us at the beginning, Bruce Cassidy talking about Aiden Hill. When he comes in the lineup, it won't be to sit on the bench. It'll be to play, right? Because he doesn't want to put him in cold, right? So, so it's the same thing with the kid. It's like you don't really want to do that to him, right? You know, if it, so, there's all those things going on. Um, I'm sure it's a great experience for him, um, but it, it, at some point, you, you, you want to play. It also just shows how sometimes how the stars align oh, or, or don't sure. align. Where right. you know they brought him up, uh, Isaiah Seville. At a time when Yuri Patera was starting because Hill and Thompson were both injured. That's right. And then, of course, Yuri Patera is now injured. I mean, heck, if things roll differently in a span of three days, Isaiah Seville might have gotten into an NHL That's game. Right. So, uh, rolling with the punches, but the VGK winning uh, in the process. Again, they've won four of their last five and now starting this four game road trip. We're going to step out, uh, but when we come back, we will. Talk a little bit more about the uh, the news around the NHL. We've also touched on Patrick Waugh a little bit, but uh, we'll touch on uh, other news headlines and, of course, uh, tonight's game against the New Jersey Devils where the Golden Knights start off their road trip. That's straight ahead on Nighttime at Noon. Brian McCormick and Darren Elliott here with you on Fox Sports Las Vegas. 
We're back to nighttime at noon on your home for the Vegas Golden Knights, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Final segment of Nighttime at Noon. Brian McCormick, Darren Elliott here with you. Fans, if you're in need of some new gear for the next game or to show your VGK spirit, visit one of the Vegas Golden Knights' official team stores, the Armory located at T-Mobile Arena, the Arsenal at City National Arena, the Livery at America First Center, and the Saddlery at the Dollar Loan Center to get the most exclusive gear. Visit VegasTeamStore.com or our social media at VGK Gear and get the latest updates and swag. VegasTeamStore.com and at VGK Gear. Brian McCormick, Darren Elliott here with you. Vegas Golden Knights about to start their four-game road trip out east. They'll start tonight in New Jersey. Before we get some final thoughts on that, uh, before, well, Darren, you've got uh, desk duty tonight, so I don't want to take all of your tidbits <laughs> away. I don't want to completely wipe out your uh, your material for the evening. But uh, before we get to that, we will talk a little bit uh, NHL at large. And while you look at the, the Pacific Division and some of the big news today is uh, Corey Perry is going to be joining the Edmonton Oilers, uh, which is another weapon for them to wield because right now they've been the best team in the National Hockey League, and for a little while now they've won 13 straight. Yeah, they're really moving up the uh, charts and have done that they, they were their start was abysmal yeah um and they've always been over the last three years says not always but over the last three years a very good second half team um so they got they got added a little bit earlier and they had to um but they were the ones that took a chance on evander kane nobody you know bad boy okay should we take him should we take him Corey Perry coming off uh, some relieved of his contract with the Chicago Blackhawks um, has to do some uh, penance for whatever uh, he you know had in terms of a indiscretion. Um, and there's Edmonton right in the line because they figure they can you know use that kind of grit on the ice uh, to get what they want, which is so desperately to win with a Stanley Cup. They've been close in their minds. Uh, and this makes it makes him a little bit closer, I guess. And of course, since Chris Knobloch moved behind the bench, that's uh, not exactly when the we win every day started, but certainly the the tide shifted and quickly they found their footing again. You know, one of the things about coaching, right? All the guys have big personalities, big egos. It just has to be you have to command the room. All those, guys. but how you manifest that with who's in your room is is part of being a good coach, to my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, do you need to be like you have a young team? Do you have to be the one out front? Well, Knobloch realized, unlike the, his predecessor, who w- was everywhere. Yeah. Um, Soundbite machine. Right. It's like, I don't think that's the way you have to be with the star power on that team. And someone who had a previous relationship with the frontline star since he was a teenager, that that relationship was already there when he showed up. Right. And and so Knobloch just haven't heard his name. Yeah. That's true. It, it, with all uh, that's why I right? was wondering is like how much credit has he been getting lately? Because it's not the center of the conversation. I'm giving I've been him, hearing. I'm giving him credit for him not taking credit. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not. I, I'm saying it that way, but I'm I'm being serious. Sure. Because I, I you know, there'd be coaches who'd be well. Here's what I did. Whatever. He's. Not, I don't even know if he's been in front of a microphone mm-hmm. by comparison. And you don't need that kind of coaching in terms of personality, in terms of being up front, unlike Patrick Waugh, which we talked about, yeah. which is he's going to be the front man. But, but I'll bring that up again because the first comments we've heard from Patrick Waugh was a little bit of, of humility where he kind of came up and said, well, I've, I learned that what I did in Colorado on my way out the door probably wasn't the best way to handle that. He's been out for a little while now. Patrick Waugh is still Patrick Waugh. I don't think that's going to change. Right. But it does seem like someone who has 
uh, was off was off in the cage. You come back the second time. If you come back the second time the same way you came through the first time, you're probably gonna get the same result. Well, right. I mean, don't forget he won Memorial Cup you know, yeah. recently, so he he's been coaching. He's been in the game, right? Yeah. Not the league, but the game. And yes, you, you. But he's been coaching in a place where he's answering to nobody. Correct. And that was, I think, part of the problem in Colorado was he he got great results the first year, sure, tapered off a little bit, and then it got a little bit cantankerous. Yeah. Well, again, with the, with a former team, it looks like we know that Joe Sackick was right. Yes. <laughs> it, you know, history will say. Well, and now if Patrick Waugh is going to get into an argument uh, this time around, he'll be arguing with Lou Lamorello. That's Who's not always right. Not going to back down either. <laughs> so, but but again. In terms of getting back to that point, like what kind of forward presence does your coach need to put out there based on your locker room, veterans, age, um, expectations, all those kinds of things? I think, like you mentioned with Chris Knobloch, former, you know, has, has a relationship with, with you know, Connor McDavid and all those kinds of things. It's the perfect fit because you don't need to hear his name ever, and he knows that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's been a good fit, obviously. We're at the midway point of the year, a little bit beyond, so it's a fun time to have this conversation. Where were we right? Where were we wrong? And if you look back at this, you know, the start of the season, you can always have that debate, which division is the toughest. Now looking at uh, the way that the Golden Knights are playing, the way the, the Oilers have begun to play over the last month, and almost... Almost quietly, the Vancouver Canucks just plugging along. It's just, it's just so methodical. It's hard to make an argument that the Pacific is not the toughest division right now. Well, again, because Vancouver's done it since the beginning of the season. Right. It's no uh, lightning in a bottle like Edmonton, which isn't the case because I think they're they're that good. Um, so that those, and I think Vancouver's legit. I think they've been that good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in watching them, I don't know that uh, Rick Tockett has again talking about a coach. Um, He's given them an identity that was there, but nobody was able to bring it out on the on ice. So the star players are happy and producing, and they're being driven, and they're being asked to be accountable. But it's like, come on, you guys are drivers of it, and it's and it's worked out beautifully, yeah. you know. And then honestly, Rick yeah. Talk has been a bit of a quiet guiding hand in his own way too. And That's right. So he does not talking because he doesn't have to. Right. He's got the rep. Winning coaches are, are uh, able to, to let the numbers stand for themselves. But uh, the road trip for the Golden Knights starts tonight. It starts in New Jersey. Again, a New Jersey team uh, that has scuffled a little bit this season compared to what they did last year. They are in sixth, uh, 49 points in 44 games. So they're they're right outside that top four mix in the Metro. But uh, a team that hasn't been getting goaltending and is without its best player. Yeah, it's tough, right? And they've got, they've got some players. I mean, because it's not just as Nico Heischer's missed time. Yeah. Some of their better players um, – and not just Jack Hughes. Um, Luke Hughes, his brother, um, having a commendable first season. Um, Jesper Bratz had a great season. And, and I was going to mention him because I didn't realize until I was doing the notes today. Back-to-back 73-point seasons and, and now has 47 points and 17 goals tied for the lead with uh, Tyler Toffoli. He's a much better player. <laughs> He's like maybe one of the most overlooked players least talked about uh, in the league yeah. in terms of being a, a producer. So they have some um, they have some players. As, as much as Brad has not gotten attention for what's gone, what he's done well, yeah. Timo Meyer's lack of production to start the season did get attention in New Jersey. Well, and, and it should. He's not a big deal. Right? Yeah. That's what happens. Um, but they have a good lineup. Um, I think if you play the same way you've played on the homestand, you get some points out of this. All the Golden Knights with uh, 
four games to come tonight in New Jersey. Four o'clock puck drop. We'll have pregame coverage. You and Darren Millard on scripts here and, at this uh, table. Derek England. Derek England as well at 3.30. Uh, and Ryan Wallace with radio pregame coverage here on Fox Sports. That should kick off at 3. Uh, we had some fun this afternoon, Absolutely. didn't we? Always fun hanging out with you, Derek. Uh, Maverick, the VGK pup, and Kim Frank, the president of the VGK Foundation, greatly appreciate them coming in to join us this afternoon. Uh, Brian McCormick, Darren Elliott, this has been Nighttime at Noon. See you next Monday. We'll see you tonight for VGK Game Action Against the Devils.